0: 971 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of The Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts.
1: All right, Welcome back. Hour number two. We have Suze News coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Mr. Paul Hall on entertainment. We have, you know, there's another Pinocchio and I love Guillermo del Toro. He has a uh, Pinocchio version. I didn't know that there were going to be all these Pinocchio movies this year. I know it's weird, but (laughs) I I saw a
2: thing on that on CBS Sunday morning and it
3: looked really cool. The yeah. way they're doing it, yeah, it does. But I mean, it's
1: He's, Pinocchio. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, well there's the Guillermo del Toro, though, is is just amazing. I love his work. So we'll talk about that retrograde on Disney Plus, Emancipation. That is the new Will Smith on Apple TV, and a bunch of other things with Mr. Hall. Cusimano coming up a little bit later. Before we get into Sue's news, let's touch on something I was going to do in the last hour because Wilson Contreras was introduced to the media and to the fans today, the newest member of the St. Louis Cardinals. It's
4: with great pleasure, with pride. I get to introduce Wilson Contreras to the St. Louis Cardinals family.
1: And Mo talked about his qualities. One,
4: he's really good at baseball. <laughs> Two, he has great respect for the history of the game and the history of the Cardinals. Three, we were able to, to not have to trade away from our major league club. We, weren't ha- we didn't have to trade prospects. And that was something that we, we valued. And we really wanted to try to, to maintain our core club.
1: So how do you replace Yadier Molina, right? How do you even begin to do that? Yeah, he set the bar really high,
5: and he was he was my idol. I won't lie about it. I already told him, too. Um, but I came here to be Wilson Contreras. I'm here for you guys. I know that I came here to succeed Yadier Molina, the greatest catch of the last two decades. And for me, it's an honor to be wearing um, this uniform and... Be behind the plate. I told these guys, you you love me because I do everything that I could for my team, and we have you got to go out there and, and, and win the battle every single day. I'm a winner, uh, and I came here uh, to help this team, to help this team in any way I can to win ball games. I know this is a team that's looking forward to win, and, and every uh, the whole organization is looking at one direction, just uh, to get back to the World Series.
2: How do you not I, love I that? Love it. Oh, it's adorable.
1: I, I'm a fan of of the, the signing for sure. Uh, Come on. And I think the he's attitude. going to be someone who can yes. you know add to being a DH. You can't tell me Yachty didn't have a immense amount to do with this just because they were communicating. So we'll see what happens. My concern, you know, people, uh, we have all kinds of people from around the country who are Cardinals fans. And I hear from some of them. And the, the concern, I guess, with Contreras is a little bit his defense. But I think Bernie Miklas, and if you subscribe to Bernie's newsletter, he's been making the case that the defense is going to be just fine. It's been improving. Um, He's got a bat, and he wants to win. He's got a fiery personality is what I hear as well. But my concern would be the people he's going to play catch with because we lost Quintana this week. He was a free agent, signed with the Mets. I mean, the Phillies and the Mets have gotten better. The Padres have gotten better. you got the Dodgers being the Dodgers. The Braves are the Braves. And the Cardinals have a little bit more work to do, but I think they realize that. So. We'll see what happens I'm hopeful the rest of the for the But this was yeah. a big piece yeah. of the puzzle. And they, you know, there were two big targets. Sean Murphy from the A's as a trade target or Contreras as a free agent. They went this route. I think it's a good route I think route this is go. the better route. Yeah. And we have uh, Mr. Cusimano a little bit later this hour to talk about all of that stuff and
0: more.
4: These allegations are deeply concerning. Does the president have any comment? We're not going to comment. It's not clear messaging. No, 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 no,
0: And now, Sue's News. Sue, Sue. Brought to you by Sue.
2: Fifty-seven years ago, there is a little bit of music with this one. Fifty-seven years ago on this day in history, that would make it 1965. A Charlie Brown Christmas Aww. premiered on CBS for the first time.
3: I was a month old. Oh, that's really sweet. Gene <laughs> was a month old. Not even Yeah, three weeks old.
1: I was Aww. nine months old.
3: Yeah, you were older. A <laughs> little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was a thought in someone's head, but that's okay. Can I say something controversial? Yes. Oh gosh. Oh, oh no. Here I I know what it okay, is. Okay. Okay. I know what it is. Proceed. I. I, I don't. I've never
1: gotten into the. The peanuts don't do it yeah, for me. I they just. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know. It's
3: because you're a simpleton.
1: I mean. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Lucy. I get it. Lucy pulls the ball out from <laughs> Chuck. Okay. Dude. Ha ha ha. D- never Dude, did it for you, me.
3: Well, that's sacrilege, just Charlie yeah. Brown, that. sacrilege. Charlie Brown sacrilege. Yeah. It. This Everybody, does for me. Thanks, it does it for me. It is one of the best.
1: Just hearing this music makes me happy. I know. Oh, I have nothing. Wrong. There's nothing wrong with the music. I think the music is fine. No,
3: I felt hatred. Stop. <laughs> Stop.
1: I am triggered. Like, I am triggered. Remember right the last now. time I yes. sat around? I mean, when I was a kid, did I watch the Charlie Brown Christmas special? Yes, I did. Have yes, I ever have... watched it since then? No, I haven't. you know what I watched last I have night? no
3: great regrets. What? Santa Claus is coming to well, town. that's no, fine love too. That one. I was just—it just happened nostalgia. to be on, and I just—and I knew the songs. I need care. See <laughs> well, Jane. We've known <laughs> that, that states the <laughs> obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much.
2: I think you're, you're. It's really supposed to be about nostalgia at this point, Mark. I, uh, you, you're not supposed to think, "Boy, that Charlie Brown, he's a sharp
3: one at this age." Right. You just
2: think, "Oh, I remember being in footy pajamas with my mom, yes, and watching the
3: Charlie Brown." Because it only ran once, and
2: so exactly. you better Christmas. be there. That's right.
1: Yep. Nobody had a VCR. Right. I, I remember around. being bored and wanting to watch another episode of Gilgan's Island. I think is what I remember huh. at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
2: And 39 years ago today, this may be more your speed, in 1983, Scarface opened in
3: and- theater. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Say hello to my little friend. I loved that movie. That was great.
1: You are warped.
2: That was in 1983. And, of course, Al Pacino. I've never watched
1: the entire thing. Is that one you watch every time it comes on? Oh, I March? watch it every Christmas. It's full of Christmas cheer. Are you kidding me? Oh, my Lord. I'm kidding. No, I don't uh-huh. think it's one that I watch um, every time. But there no, are parts of that movie it, that are just outstanding. It's rough to watch. Yeah. yeah.
3: But it's rough to watch. Have you ever watched it, Fred? No, I haven't. Me? You never
2: me seen Scarface? Uh uh. Uh uh. Abby? Nope, it sounds too scary. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not necessarily scary, it's is disturbing. it? It's disturbing. Yeah. It's disturbing. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah. Oh, okay, now you know how we love to solve a crime, or maybe it's just me, but oh. did you see that story about how the scientists from the Missouri Botanical Garden mm-hmm. helped catch a murderer? Yes. Did you see this yesterday? Well, it was I did in the post. This. Oh, it's awesome. It's okay. totally awesome. It's the story in the Post yesterday. The fact is, the story is so good, it's going to be on 48 Hours mm-hmm. tomorrow night at 9, and it's Missouri-based. Okay, the Mobot scientists were called in to match juniper needles from the killer's boots to juniper needles by the victim's body. And this was in Columbia, Mark, another reason for you to watch it. So, Joseph Ellidge of Columbia, Missouri, was convicted last fall of killing his wife, Partially based on the testimony of these Mo- mobot scientists. Now, it sounds how like cool an, is
3: that? an episode of Bones. Remember, it really I mean, does, yes. and you're like, and you're looking at the foliage and and looking yes. at, that, you know, I love it. No, it's a great. True can I ask
1: a simple question here? Uh huh. Juniper needles. We have juniper trees, and that's where those come from. Uh huh. Okay. well
3: and the botanists know about
1: them yeah and then, like, apparently they, were... they
3: have dna that
1: is um no i get all that i didn't oh. know they were yeah like know...
3: yeah plants and dna yeah. that is like i didn't know we remarkable. had them here. you
2: didn't in know it was country. in columbia You're shocked that we have juniper it was in columbia it was in
1: columbia missouri okay.
2: one thing what country? you got i, I looked up juniper story.
1: needles by the way it says what is a juniper needle good for it can be used for urinary tract infections and kidney and bladder stones so did you know that what tangent
3: other... are you on? No,
1: it says, what are what is juniper needles good for? It says, other uses include treating snake bite, diabetes, and cancer. But that's juniper, not the point of the story. No, benefits. I was just trying to figure out what the hell they were, that's all. <laughs> because it says on here, they're native to northern China, Mongolia, Korea, Japan, and Columbia, Missouri. Get off
3: Google. Where, where Get is off the, where Google. Where is the commonality you of
1: China, Mongolia, self. Korea, Japan, Shoot, and the far do do? southeast of Russia just... and mid-Missouri? What do we do, Sue? Yeah, we just let them. Okay. Burn no one wants out, to address my out. my question. No. no, no, no one wants to address so my your point irrelevant point is,
2: question. if you want to watch 48 Hours tomorrow at 9 p.m., you can see how our own Missouri Botanical Garden scientists actually helped convict a killer. I love it. It's too great to believe. Okay, Google released its annual year in year in search stats. I'm sorry, that set off my phone when I way, said
1: Google. By the way, the common juniper is possibly the most widely distributed tree in the world. The circumboreal species occurs across North America, Europe, Northern Asia, and Japan. I can't so, reach it. just wanted to tell you there. Okay.
2: That's, yes, most we have North them American here.
1: junipers grow in the western United States. Are we, That's we just why going to put a hood over him? That's uh, yeah. why they're in Colombia. It's the western United States. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Maybe we can work out a trade. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Who should we get?
2: I don't know. All right, we'll work on it. (laughs) Google released its annual year in search stats, and this is, I always find interesting. It's really more of a, here's memory lane of 2022. It was dominated by our friend Wordle, elections and celebrity deaths. The top news topics that we Googled were midterm election results, (laughs) Queen Elizabeth's passing, the Mm -hmm. Ukraine, Powerball numbers, and Hurricane Ian. Top words were somewhat inspired by Wordle. Rupee, cacao, Homer, all of those were Wordle words that people just wanted to look up. Wow. And the top 5 searches overall this year. Number 1, Fred Wordle. Yeah. Election results was 2 and Betty White. Oh. She passed away December 31st last year. Yeah. Queen Elizabeth who passed in September and Bob Saget. Yeah. He passed away. You know, Betty in White January. could have been
5: two Wordles. Because she's five letters each. Oh, that's a good Betty point. White. But
2: she's a proper noun. For that's
5: it. beautiful. That's
2: proper noun. We can't have that. Now, this one is for Abby, who wants to touch lava
1: for <laughs> no apparent reason. Ha- has Juniper <laughs> ever uh-huh. been a wordle? Is that? Juniper? Oh,
2: my Lord. Hawaii is now having. a six seven.
1: Yeah. It's got to be five, right? Yeah, it's got to be five. Stop talking. I really didn't understand that. Stop talking.
2: Hawaii is now having a big influx of visitors thanks to the two volcanoes erupting right now. And the native Hawaiians are upset because tourists keep throwing marshmallows in the lava. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, That's
3: funny. I would, I would funny. totally
1: do that, by the way. Oh,
3: I totally support that. Who cares
1: if they're throwing marshmallows in the is lava? It, is it
3: somehow like, I don't know, are you like, I don't well, know, it's sacred? Well, here's sacrilege?
2: the deal. Volcanoes are considered sacred by a lot of people in Hawaii. So it's seen as disrespectful. Oh, so
5: it's different than hitting a golf ball into the grand Canyon. Yes, it's, okay. it's
2: similar, but- uh, Is that yeah. off limits too?
1: Yeah. Well, that's against the law. It really okay. is. It so it's fine. But no, it, or it, is, it is a pure joy a if you've game. never experienced it at a bonfire, <laughs> <laughs> bonfire to take a marshmallow that might be used for some s'mores. And let's say that you overcook that uh-huh. one, you want to- And you torch it. Donate yeah. it to the fire. Just watching, I could watch marshmallows burn up for probably hours and hours at a time. But I mean,
3: yeah, but don't you think, like, it just disappears? Like, it's not like you're leaving. Yeah, Yeah, it's not like it's leaving any residue, but it's sacrilege. Okay. Yeah, the mayor of Hawaii, uh,
2: first of all, the first person who thought, I'm going to take a bag, I was going to see that lava, I'm going to take a bag of marshmallows and watch (laughs) props. Yeah. The mayor of Hawaii's Big Island said it might be a social media thing and people are doing it for the... For the Instagram, but he's also worried about tourists getting too close to the lava. They might get hurt.
3: Well, he's now looking
2: at upping the penalties for trespassing in those areas. Three tourists who got caught too close to the lava this week are facing $500 fines. That's worse. Than hitting a golf ball into the Grand Canyon.
1: Yeah, because mm. Jane, you missed that story from earlier this week. Somebody who had done that and, and people do it and they get fined and they are dumb enough to put pictures of themselves on right, right. Instagram. Uh, but that media. was a person who was fined, what, like two fifty? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: You can But there up. are people down there, so I could see where that would be a major problem. Right, you could one, kill somebody. I mean, short of
2: Abby it's trying like to marshmallow. get <laughs> you touch it, it's okay.
3: So what happens if you have a marshmallow gun? Ooh! And you're behind the go. line, <laughs> and you shoot the marshmallow into the lava. <laughs> Let's kick this up a notch, people. Yeah, that's true. I
2: I don't see anything wrong with that. I,
3: well, I will follow the letter of the law. Let's go to Hawaii, guys. I,
2: I got no problem. <laughs> Tell me when a site called I love this story a site called Find My Past. <laughs> went through 14 billion documents from the past 500 years looking for people with holiday-themed names. The most common was Ivy. They found 2.3 million Ivies since the 1500s. Angel is next with 652,000. Present is third. Holly is fourth. Star is fifth. But here's the kicker. At least 3,200 kids have been named Reindeer. 579 have been called Snowman, and they found
1: 23 unfortunate souls named Eggnog. Oh. oh, Mark, that's that me. That would amount to how many 150 parents who are complete idiots for <laughs> child that abuse reports, right? And Mark,
5: not one named Juniper Needles.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> but I'm going to throw the challenge flag on. What was the third one? Present? What about Chris? No, not, no, no. Yes. What about the name Chris? Present. As Present. In... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. What about Christine? They're not calling that Christopher. Wait. That's does anyone related? know anyone named Present? No. It, could mm-hmm. that possibly? This is just America or not?
3: Uh, it
2: just it, it just uh, it just says fourteen billion documents from the past five hundred okay. years. But doesn't I don't that know. sort
1: of surprise you that that's number three? The other ones all make sense to me. Well, but present. It's less than.
2: Uh, Five hundred thousand people, but it's since the fifth, it's been over five hundred years. We never know who has. Yeah, done maybe what. that
3: was a maybe that was a deal. Maybe like, it you had know. its day. Maybe and it had been big day. in the seventeen hundreds yeah. yeah. or the fifteen hundreds. Yeah, had like that. to be you know, something was, like that. Yeah, I would think so. But no juniper. I'm <laughs> I'm kind of with you on that.
2: McDonald's has released its annual report with the most popular menu items of the year. No surprise, the top three were French fries, <laughs> cheeseburgers, and McChicken's. Fries were number one in all states. Yep. Of course. They're still the best. Does That it, makes it, sense. What's you a know better why? fry?
3: You know why? And mm. I watched a special on this, you know. Do tell. They put sugar on them. Oh, well, that's why it's so that's good. That's why the kids love them, and that's why people love them. There's, there Yay. is sugar in there. Hmm. Is oh,
1: yes. there really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. Like, look it up. When do they put the sugar like after or I during don't know. In the, Oh, very interesting. But the sugar
3: is what gets kids into the McDonald's fries. I wonder if it's like a salt sugar mix. You know, I wonder.
1: I wonder. Three, I three
3: parts that's, salt, one part sugar. Yep. It's, but what was that show where they talked about the fast food and? and oh like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That was yeah. a. That's
1: wasn't correct. it the guy that did the documentary years ago? Remember that guy yeah. that did the yeah. documentary? Yeah. on yes. He ate all the McDonald's. Yes. Right. When Super sized. To see Super Size Yeah. yeah right. It. Yeah.
3: I think that's what it was. It was some something. Because he had a TV show after that. Uh, The big
2: stats that stood out, thousands of Americans ate at least 100 Big Macs last year. Over 5,000 people have ordered Big Macs or McNuggets at least 100 times in a year. And finally ensues news. Can, we, I, can I just
1: say something about, yes. like, there's nothing wrong with going to McDonald's, Burger King, but, but I went to Culver's last night, and those burgers are damn good. Yeah, they are. Yeah. There's nothing they're wrong with that.
3: They're soaked in uh, the McDonald's burgers? fries. Oh. Yeah.
1: oh, man, they were good. Hey, McDonald's fries
3: are, um they're put into, like, sugar water. Oh, like a, that's like a, it. A, yeah, dextrose, a natural form of sugar, is to help achieve the uniform golden color. And, oh. yeah. Genius! So I was right, and they were It's like crack, people. It I'm is. telling you, yeah. you're being well, so manipulated. If you and remember like from,
1: from the movie Super Size Me, one of the things that was kind of crazy about that, going back to one of the scenes, is they they um, and I think everyone can relate with this because you've seen them in your car. You can have a McDonald's French fry. Yeah. So he would put a Big Mac, a quarter pounder with cheese, whatever else. They put it under a glass, sealed glass yeah, and deal, it stays. and and everything else sort of over time went away. They're the fossils. Fry was yeah. there for about 500 years. <laughs>
3: I, I swear. As
1: long as people have been called present, there I have mean, been fries that have not
3: I have a, what, a, you know, a 12-year-old decomposed. car. I guarantee yes, you.
1: Yes, yes. There's there a, in a There is a French
3: fry from yes. my kids located yeah. somewhere in that. And I will exactly. bring it in for you. Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: for sure. And finally in Sue's news, it's today's random fact. Reindeer can change the color of their eyes. Their eyes change from golden brown to blue during the dark Arctic winter months to help them catch more light
1: we're talking about, when they're flying. talking about the kids you're about the 300 kids that were named reindeer that you just talked about oh or the actual gosh. reindeer the there actual you go. reindeer there is your fun fact here random fact with Sue's news wrapping up for this Friday 424 Paul Hall Common Guy Films coming up next Frank Cusamano coming up a little bit later this afternoon at 4.45. We still have a ton to get to in the next hour. Uh, A couple of the guys from El Monstero, John Passoni, Jimmy Griffin. They have seven upcoming shows at the pageant. I think they're mostly sold out. We'll get a preview of the Mizzou KU game as well. Paul Hall on Entertainment. It's sponsored by Andrea Steakhouse, Steak Sauce, and Salad Dressing. There is yet another Pinocchio movie out.
0: Ah, we have found him! Our star... Everyone shall love you and call your name Pinocchio. Pinocchio! All
1: right, let's first, Paul, welcome you in and then clear up a little of the confusion, only because this is the second Pinocchio movie this year, if I'm not <laughs> imagining
4: that right. That's that's unique, isn't it? it? Well, it is. It seems like, you know, every time, let's be honest, through through history with the movies, everybody does the same topics at the same time. You get, you get two asteroid movies at the same time. You get two alien movies at the same time. Now you get two Pinocchio movies, one hmm. uh, being the, the traditional animation that was over at Disney uh, earlier this year at Disney+. Plus. And this is the stop-motion animation kind from Guillermo del Toro, and I know he's a favorite of yours, Mark.
1: I love him. I love Guillermo del Toro, which is why this kind of gives me hope for a really, really interesting movie, and it's even called Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, right? That's the title of the film. Ewan McGregor, a bunch of other people that you probably would know, like Ron Perlman, John Turturro. So what'd you think here? Oh, the kid from uh, Stranger Things, Finn Wolfhard, Mm -hmm. is in this movie as well. Cate
4: Blanchett, Tim Blake Nelson, Christoph Waltz. I mean, the names you know. I got a chance to to get the early look at this about two months ago with uh, Del Toro and co-director Mark Gustafson uh, kind of unveiling the secrecy behind it and the crews that put their work in to the visuals here. And this is a movie that is about the visuals. It's amazing to look at. But not only that, they do get these great uh, voice actors to come along and create something really. Really special. Now, this is much darker than any of the other Pinocchios I have seen before, but it kind of gives you a real feel of the era. I mean, Benito Mussolini is in this movie. That whole era is in this movie. And so you get more than just a, a you know magical family movie. However, it's a movie the whole family can watch and actually talk about I, I think from a point of animation, it's one of the better animated films uh, to use stop motion animation in quite some time. Hmm.
1: So th- this is I mean, it's a two hour movie, so might be a little yeah. press for
4: smaller kids. But if you're saying five to 10 year olds, would they enjoy this movie? I think, 10. you'd want to get on to the upper end of that because there is some dark sequences in here. It is a little, um, maybe a little much for the younger generation, but uh, anyone that's, uh, you know, in that preteen and up range, definitely take a look. And, you know, I don't know if stop-motion animation is, as it's not as colorful as the Pinocchio you may have grown up with, but that doesn't mean it's not every bit as detailed. And when you think these are, Carvings, And these are things that are put together that are, you know, they move on screen. It's just amazing from, from start to finish from that perspective. All right, let's talk mm. about a
1: few other things, including a new movie that features Will Smith. He of the Oscar slapping incident, Emancipation.
0: Give thanks to God. The Lord is with us. What can a mere man do to me? Papa! I will come back to you!
4: You walk the earth because I let you. I'm your God now.
1: Uh, Will Smith doing some of the media rounds for this, obviously Mm -hmm. having to answer some of the questions about what happened at the Oscars. This is an Apple TV Plus release, Paul.
4: Yeah, it was in, started in theaters last week. It's now moved to Apple TV Plus as of today, um, and you can stream it anywhere. Uh, directed by Antoine Fuqua, when you think about that, the guy that gave us Training Day and those that, that era of films where he really rose to prominence, he's done a lot of good things. Here, Emancipation is thoroughly one-half really intense and very well done and one-half a little bit cheesy for a dramatic Academy Award type of uh, film. Smith is okay, and, and I'll just say okay, because it just feels like at times Fuqua wants to put him through the paces as an action hero, and the whole story is one of the first 20 minutes where you get to see the vicious reality of slavery. That part had my stomach churning, and I was actually thankful to watch it at home versus in a the theater because I needed to pause at some point. As the movie goes on, it kind of diverges from there into more of this action hero type, and that I didn't care for as much. So, uh, one half really good one half not so good i don't think wills needs to worry a whole lot about uh having to know whether he'll be at the academy awards or not for this performance uh, let alone <laughs> whether he's invited or not uh but it is a decent movie it's on apple tv plus
1: 500 blankets another release this one's at the theaters at least limited are you hungry what do you think the lady that i met tonight i gave her your blanket
3: i wish we could give more blankets There are over
4: 5,000 homeless souls in this city alone. So it is Philip's wish to reach each and every one of them with a comforting gesture, a blanket. Paul Hall, what's this about? Mm. You know, we talked a bit about uh, mental (laughs) Uh health uh, a couple weeks ago with uh, Selena Gomez. Gomez. And uh, here, this is a story where Anna Camp, uh, you remember her from the Pitch Perfect films especially. Um, Her husband uh, basically unfortunately has a breakdown, and he goes missing. And he heads out onto the streets of uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, and uh, her and her young son go looking for him and decide to make it their, their wish, because they can't really find him, to help the other homeless folks that are out there by giving them a blanket for Christmas and giving them something to keep themselves warm. Along the way, they create a great cause and it's based on a true story. This is one of those weird films where there's only, it's running for two days which is next, on uh, the 12th and 13th, you get a chance to see this in theaters. I'm sure you'll get other chances to see it down the road. It's definitely well worth it if you're looking for something to inspire you this holiday season that isn't all uh, Christmas related, but yet that message of uh, empowering folks and doing something good for those uh, less fortunate. its it, uh, I enjoyed it.
1: You know, it, there's an interesting story today, Paul. I don't know if you saw this in Vanity Fair, which is one of the big holiday trade publications, and the headline is how box office doom is impacting the Oscar race. The audience is just not there, and they talk about some of these movies that have come out, even Spielberg's movie The Fablemans, that uh, bombed. Obviously, there's been a good year for Top Gun and a few other movies, but they talk about how these indie films are not doing very well. And it says, these indie films have largely met with excellent reviews and sparked powerful cultural conversations. I'll go back to that in a second. But the audience is just not there anymore for these sorts of movies, says a senior award strategist who's worked on both Blockbuster and specialty Fair this season. Don't you think that some of it, and we've been involved very in exhausting. the award, yeah, but the awards process is very manipulative. You get all these social justice movies. People are, want to see movies that entertain them, that they're not preached to. And I think that Hollywood really doesn't get that, even with the awards movies. Yeah,
4: I think Hollywood's still trying to get their footing post-COVID. I'll be honest, there are very few films that screen for us in the media in my area anymore. It used to be every major release came out, you screened it in theaters, you got a chance to talk to fellow critics, and really just... I mean, that's how... Years ago, Mark, you and I both came out of eternal... Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and we were just buzzing about it for days and weeks and years. We don't even get a chance to do a lot of that anymore. And then on top of that, the films have turned into... Every film needs to give you a message. Right. instead right. of Every yeah. film wants we to hit you over the head it. with
1: the message, and I think that that was one thing that I think, if you deep down analyze what happened with Top Gun, people just went there. Yeah, it was a little hokey at times, but it was fun, and it is why you go to the movies to be entertained. Now, I'm not saying that some of these artsy films don't have a place. I'm a fan of some of them, like Eternal Sunshine of I, the Spotless yeah, Mind and, the and others. But they're they're so watered down right now, and it seems like these studios have taken on all these projects because of the moment and. Coming out of a pandemic when people have been locked in their homes watching a lot of content they don't want to be streaming, anymore. they don't want to be depressed anymore. I, I think that's understand. a Even going through
4: the award movies that you and I have been watching for the Critics' Choice Awards coming up, going through those, you have a, to get a break in between them sometimes yeah, because you can't see three back-to-back movies that are all going to depress you or else you are going to walk out the <laughs> other end and need mental health that's yourself right. because – it's just there. I'll tell you, I do want to mention one more documentary. My favorite documentary of the year is now available on Disney Plus. It's called Retrograde. And this is about the withdrawal of the troops in Afghanistan. And it's really something that you have not seen, I don't think, on screen before, because they get you in close and personal with the military unit. You get to see soldiers' eyes that have lived and died next to the folks there, and getting the news that tomorrow they're going to have to leave and they have no such say in the matter. Knowing the fate of those around them in the room, you see soldiers that can't talk bad about anything, but also can't... Uh, do anything but obey orders because they're a soldier. It is it's one of the most fascinating and gut-wrenching documentaries I've seen about this topic. Uh, there's been a number of them, but this one I've been dying to talk about it since I first saw it about uh, two months ago, and it's it's my favorite documentary this year. I, I
1: remember when you saw it. You you mentioned something in passing, and it's that's a little hardcore for Disney Plus, isn't it? I mean, th- their content is not necessarily that you know cutting edge, I guess.
4: Yeah, it's TVMA. It's, it's coming through the National Geographic brand, which is part of the Disney Plus right. platform. Uh, so it'll be also on Hulu. I believe it has its Hulu premiere next week. But Disney Plus has got it with their National Geographic content. Um, it's not for the youngest kids because you do see some things very violent and, and up close and personal. But it's not the military story that you've been told by a whole lot of folks before. It's just really something special. Uh, I I can't say enough good about it. Awesome.
1: Mm. Paul, tell folks where they can find your reviews. CommonGuy.com. And it's sponsored by Andrea's Steakhouse, Steak Sauce, Salad Dressing. We'll talk next Friday. Have a great week. All right, take care. What in the... uh, You know, I can't say bad words. The FDF is going on with the St. Louis Blues, Frank Kusimano. We've talked about this. It's not really getting better, though, is it? Last night, I kept seeing the alerts come in. I was watching the football game. I kept seeing the alerts come in. Jets scored, Jets scored. Then the Blues scored once or twice, right? It wasn't pretty, though, was it?
5: No, it wasn't. And if you listen to, like, Craig Verubi after the game, it's almost like he's exasperated. It's almost like he sent a message, and I don't know, maybe I'm bringing too much into this, like to Doug Armstrong via that press conference that, hey, I've done what I can. You're going to have to do something about this roster. You're going to have to make a move. That's if you want to contend this year. Because it, it seems like, you know, he's, he's switched the lines more than my wife changes clothes. <laughs> I mean, he's done everything he could possibly do. He's He's been sweet. He's been tough. He's done everything. And for some reason or another, this roster is not clicking, and I'm not sure if it ever will. But, you're, but you yeah, are at the point. Games left.
1: Yeah, you are at the point in the season where, you, you, if you're going to make a move, this is the time to do it in the next few weeks, right? Yeah, because you could be so far behind by the time the deadline hits that making a move to make
5: the postseason it may be too late for that. So, yeah, I think you know maybe a few weeks ago you'd say, "Oh no, much too early." But anything is in play right now.
1: This wow. happened a little bit earlier today at bush stadium
4: it's with great pleasure with pride i get to introduce wilson Contreras to the st louis cardinals family we played a
1: little of the audio of wilson himself frank that might be audio cut of the day i love it i love the signing i think there's a little bit more work to do for the cardinals but they did get a catcher maybe sean murphy was the first target this is a great acquisition or free agent signing yeah. as you will
5: i think that the best offensive stat out there is a the thing called ops where it's on base percentage plus slugging that really gives you a clear idea of how productive this guy is with a bat in his hands. Well, from Yadier Molina last year to Wilson Contreras last year, you're improving yourself by 280 points OPS-wise. Is he Yadi defensively? No, nobody is. But this is a weapon, and he's going to bat fifth, and he's going to hit 20 to 25 home runs and have an 800 OPS. He's going to change the whole offensive position for the Cardinals. But i got to tell you, let's don't bury the lead. I don't know if you heard what happened at the press conference, but it was unbelievable. He says on September 4th, Yachty sent one of his jerseys with a note over to the Cubs uh, clubhouse for Contreras. He goes home, and he's with his wife, and he tries it on, and he said he got goosebumps. And then he asked his wife, how do I look in this? And she said, you look great. And he knew then
1: that he was going to be a Cardinal if they could work things out. That's awesome. Oh, that is awesome. I oh, love that, is that story. Incredible. i got to track that audio down. That is really good. And, you know, and I've read Bernie's had some good stuff this week in his newsletter, and one of the things that jumped out to me, I don't think I've really paid that much attention watching Wilson Contreras over the years when he comes to Bush Stadium or we go up to Wrigley Field, but he did point out that he's got a fiery personality, and I think the fans are going to like that, right? Yeah, they will.
5: Because, let's face it, our, our, our best players – are Paul Goldschmidt, who's more quiet than a monk, and, <laughs> and Nolan, and Nolan, who's really sweet.
1: I think we need a little bit of fire. We need a little edge, and he'll be perfect with those two. Mm-hmm. So what? What else then would you expect? You got Quintana that signs with the Mets, um, so he's he's out of the mix as a free agent signing. I think you definitely need to look at a little bit more pitching. Uh, the shortstop market thing is probably dead at this point. But what are your thoughts? Yeah,
5: they're not going to pay $25 million for one of the shortstops left, which would be D'Angie Swanson. Um, I do think a guy like Chris Bassett, who could give you 150 innings, I would go the starting pitching route more than anything. I think they're going to take their chances and see if Jordan Walker can be special right away, if Tyler O'Neal's new off-season training regimen, and what, what, what Nolan Gorman can do. So I think they're not going to add another bat. I'd like to add a starting pitching arm to go with his staff right now. No.
1: Yeah, I think that that's think where that's the focus should be because yeah. look, you you have bats. It's just a matter of if they're working, and you you didn't have to give up, you know, uh, Brendan Donovan or uh, I guess the the rumor was they were at, there was a lot of asking. Obviously, the A's are going to do that if they're going to trade Sean Murphy, and Newt Bar was on the list and a couple others. So you still have players that can contribute. Yeah, you, I just did want to give up Brendan Donovan. When no, you're me that neither. Young and you have a four hundred on base percentage. You don't trade guys
5: like that. You play them for the rest of their careers in the St. Louis uniform.
1: Uh, what? Well, let's. I'm going to have a little preview in the next hour with my old J school friend Chris Gervino, who's on the uh, Mizzou Broadcasting Network. Of course, you got the the Border War game back in Columbia tomorrow, Frank. And uh, ordinarily, I might say, certainly the past seven years, I would say Mizzou, Mizzou doesn't have a chance. Why do I feel like they do have a chance? They play cupcakes. They're undefeated. KU's had some struggles. It's going to be electric in that arena tomorrow.
4: Yeah, this
5: is not. You know, Kansas is a 6th ranked team in the country. But I don't think it's a Kansas team that's loaded with number one draft picks and lottery picks. I think in that atmosphere tomorrow, which will be absolutely crazy, we had uh, Desiree Reed Francois on today, and she said one word: electric. It's going to be bizarre. It's going to be wild. And you know, here's a couple things about Mizzou. I know they haven't played anybody, but they are the leading scoring team in America, ninety-three points a game. Now. Um, they've also given up a lot, and if you've given up, you know, 90 to Southeast Missouri State, you're going to give up 90 to Kansas. I think it's going to be fun. I just hope there's something to watch in the second half. I just hope it's close
1: down. Yeah, to the me too. Half. Look, the expectation. I'm not being unrealistic here. I still think maybe KU wins this game. But if you could mm-hmm. somehow pluck a win out of this game and the, you know, the Bragging game, that that's a victory for this team. You end up, you know, getting out of December with just one loss to a good team, I think that would be outstanding. Hey, by the way, on the Mizzou front, uh, Barry Odom gets hired at UNLV as the head coach, leaving Arkansas.
5: Yeah, Hmm. I'm glad. I've always liked him, and uh, he went 25-25 at Mizzou, and the guy can recruit. I mean, you look at some of the existing talent at Mizzou, like Brady Cook, for one, they were recruited by Barry Odom. So we'll see what happens.
1: Hmm. Uh, What's on Sports Plus?
5: Okay, we got three things we're going to – Go uh, one-on-one with Dick who came into town, honored at the MAC. We've got some cool stories about the people he've heard, he's heard from since he got in. We'll have the comedian Greg Warren on, who I absolutely love. He's awesome. And mm-hmm. a special look at the best shooter I've ever seen in the slew uniform, um, Gibson Jimmerson. And it's going to be mm-hmm. a really cool story. At one time, just a little quick little story. Uh, Yori Collins, who's a great point guard, he's walking in the gym and he's seeing Gibson going through a shooting regimen. And he he stopped because Gibson made fifty eight three pointers in a row. Wow. I mean nobody does that. And it's just it's a it's a look at a guy who spent his college existence with a ball in his hands and all he's cared about is repetition Tuck Mm -hmm. the elbow, follow through, and make shots. Yep.
3: Muscle memory.
1: Hey, not to bring up a bad topic here in St. Louis, but I must say, just because of the Baker Mayfield component, that was pretty amazing last night. Did you? I don't know. I I watched it to the end, and I was kind of amazed. There was a last, Jane, do you know what happened? I mean, Mayfield comes in. He's only there with the team for three days. He gets cut this week. Mm -hmm. He doesn't really know the offense. He comes in. They didn't look very good for a long time, and it did look like they were going to lose, and they somehow come back and drive in the last seconds of the game. I think they won it, Frank, with like four seconds left, didn't Mm -hmm. they?
5: Yeah, touchdown pass to Van Jefferson. It's the only time I've ever felt good after a L.A. Rams victory because it was cool. And Baker Mayfield's been through so much, so it was cool to see him have that moment.
1: I don't dislike him. I, I thought he was going to do a lot better in Cleveland, but last night he looked like he had a little mojo, so that was uh, that was interesting. All right, Cusimano, you have a great weekend, and we will talk on Monday. All right, guys. Take care. Bye. We're going to get you up here to the top of the hour. Say goodbye to Jane. She's going to leave us. I have some fun stuff planned for the next hour, including the Mizzou Preview. Also, a couple of guys from El Monstero, John Passoni, Jimmy Griffin will be in here. They have a bunch of holiday concerts at the pageant coming up. Big weekend plans. Jane, I'm so sad that you're not going to be there tonight with all our 97.1 FM Talk listeners. They would want to meet you. Maybe they would want to put tape over your mouth, but they would want to meet you.
3: I know. I mean, they probably would like me more, and I wouldn't want to put you in
1: that spot. But, uh, (laughs)
3: yeah. You know, you know what? I hope to relax.
1: Yeah. Well, it'd post be a good flu, thing relax. This weekend, right? Yeah, that's right. You had the flu earlier this week, so yeah. you want to take care for that. But Sue's all dressed up. I have my suit in the other room, she, by the way. I'm not wearing this. I, I was going to say you. No, don't I'm not going to sit here in the suit all day. She looks beautiful. Oh, well, I'm going to look you. beautiful. You just Are give you? Me an hour. I want pictures, people. <laughs> I want pictures. Prove Sue it. Sue mentioned that we we blasted out the uh, the 971 Talk Twitter site. Uh, blast out a picture of the room at the MAC downtown. Looks beautiful. It looks fantastic. It really yeah.
2: does. It I'm, does. I love a building with some years on it. and, well, and they I know that
1: right. we know that Mr. Kilmeade is fired up, too, and he's really he's one of the hard, hardest working guys in the media, and I say that sincerely. The guy bust, oh, for sure, his hump for beyond sure, belief. He's <laughs> coming in here today on the flight right now. We'll see you tonight if you have tickets. Jamie, have a great weekend. You too. Alright, we'll see you.
0: Get more at 971talk.com